Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Front Porch. I'm here today with my good buddy. Well, actually, today we've switched it. I have uh, decided to change co-hosts, and I'm going to have another Rogers, and David Rogers is going to be my normal co-host, but sitting in for him today is Dennis. How are you doing, Dennis? You Glad you could guest star on us today for The Front that Porch. Was such a, that was such a strange introduction. Yes, well, as you know, always, you, and, and as an always. honor to be here as a, as a guest yes. on The Front Porch. It's, it is. I'm sorry that David can't be here today, but we'll we'll have him on next time you're on the show. Maybe it'll be it'll be awesome. I'm sure he sends his warmest regards though. So he said that I could fill in for him, and you would do great. So I got confidence in you. How's your week been? Uh a little a little exhausting. I'm glad to be home. Basically. Oh yes, uh, traveling. Yeah, you yeah. were here for a while even. Yeah, a couple couple times. Yeah, on my way, the, on my uh, way down, and I'm on my way back. I somebody, Pat or somebody, when I was in Bloomington Monday, he was like something something, and I was like, yeah, I'm. I want to get back home. I got stuff to do. It was August when I left. <laughs> it's right now. It's like mid September. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of Pat, he he was. We got to play games when you you came down. That was pretty cool. For that for that time, we sort of didn't get to play games with Andrew as he came back. Though you guys just went quickly went to Cardinal Cardinal game night. Oh yeah, yeah. Pat came over. You when I oh. I stayed at your place on my way down to Tennessee and uh, and we played. I couldn't even remember all the games. We played like six games. Wow. Do you remember what games that we played? Yeah, um, we played uh, Legendary. Right. No, we did not because Pat we, Pat we did, is we legendary adverse. Legendary. He's legendary adverse now mm-hmm. after Gen Con. Um. Oh, you know what? I, I mean, don't. Fair, oh, we played. A... I know what we played. We played uh the the drow game. Uh oh, tyrants D and D drow, tyrants of the underdark. That's that's the biggest one we played. And we played um laser riders. Yep, that eighties yep. VHS looking game. Yeah, what did you think of that game? I mean, I was so tired by that point. <laughs> um, it 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 sort of frustrated me that it seems to be based on very precise uh positioning and aiming uh just like um a wings of glory or as i understand it the star wars x-wing game uh, yeah but the combination of like kind of loose pieces and also being a couple of beers in for the night um yep, ma- yep. made it feel like very very easy to just cheat at it and like set the piece down you know a quarter inch to the left and like because you're bumping everything when you touch it and like nobody <laughs> right. can can really challenge you. Right. Right. Yeah, the that that is definitely not a game. I think I commented on it. It's not a game that you can be serious about because of all that. Like there's just yeah. and, and even the instructions are kind of, you know, just kind of wing it was some of their some of their responses. So right. it was it, it's like, you know what? This is not so serious and just have a good time with it and realize that there's like 80s art and you're being yeah, a light yeah. cycle. They're like, they're like, we like wrong. this style, and we want to make a game in this style, and don't think about it too hard. What, yeah. um, which, which what was, was the, what was the game we played early in the night with the, the roles that that cancel each other out? Was that one are of the AG ro- box games? Are you talking about Rock Paper Wizard or? No, we no? did that uh, later. Um, mm-hmm. It was like the first game you and I played. It was a two-player. Where you have a deck of rolls like um, like citadels, but you pick three. Oh, of them. that's good. Yes, uh, and it is an AEG game, and I and I 
cannot remember what it is, but it's a good game. Gosh, I wish I could remember it, but it, it's a really good game. I got it. We got it in that uh, AEG Big Game Night box. So you own it. If I you know what I mean. Mine are all still in the box, or I would have looked at it to see what the name was. Yeah. Um, it's I, a good one. Man, I, I'd I like to promote it, was, it, but yeah. I thought it was okay. I don't know. It was either that one or another game we played that I was like, yeah, this is, it's snowball-y, right? Like, there's no catch-up mechanic, and so if you get a couple of the right things early on, you're just going to win. Which yeah, is, that's um, fine. It's. I think I've I've had I played that game a lot, um, and like Sid and I played a ton of it, and it, it sometimes does have that 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 snowboarding type of uh, feel to it, but sometimes it doesn't. Like most of the time, it doesn't. Mm. Just but every few games, you're like, oh, and the game that you and I played was a huge snowball. Um, it's just kind of how how that played out. Okay, um, so maybe maybe that was just my experience, and the game isn't always like that. When um, but it, but it could be, it could be yeah. Talking about talking about games and and varied experiences. Uh, on our way back up, I had Andrew with me. We stopped in. We stayed with Trotsky and uh, played his game, um, his his in development game. Uh, yeah. The, the name I think is still is still up for uh, debate because it's uh, is this it's the very critters si- one. Yeah, it's critters. It's very similar to a couple of other uh, titles, but we played that three player. And we got in a situation where the um, the scores at the second to last hand were the final scores. Uh, so what I mean by that is um, at the end of the second to last hand, uh, I had 10 points, Andrew had 12, and Trotsky had 15. And the two cards turned were the the third bun... And the cheese. This is super specific, but uh, okay. I believe yeah. I believe you played that game. Um, I ha- I actually have not played that game. Oh, you haven't. It's okay, been so it's been played a ton of times, but I've I've never been like okay. Just you know, w- without without explaining the entire game, both of the last two cards were only worth one point, and it's a it's a um a climbing card style game where whoever goes out first drafts one of those um those points cards, and so. Okay. Nobody could get more than one point for that round. And okay. so there was no way there was no way I was gonna beat twelve and no way Andrew was gonna beat fifteen. And so we were like, well, there's no point in even playing this last hand. Although Trotsky said that that has never happened before. So um Yeah. Not a, the, not a he he's played he's played that he's built that a while back and he's played it several game nights here and there he'll, he'll put it out and and i think most of our friends generally enjoy it it's hard to tell when when a friend that you like a lot makes makes something and you kind of <laughs> can't tell if you're being positive or not so i i can't give a a review of it i but mean i mike think, makes pretty good games i think our friends play enough games and we've tried enough games that if there's something if there's like they're they might not give him super harsh feedback as if like he posted it on reddit or something but yeah. for example, he and he and Andrew and I talked for a while, pitching out different ideas for some other wild card or like sort of currency mechanic. I know you haven't played it, so that's maybe a little. But he's still right. workshopping some of the details, you know, trying to get the trying to get the card count within fifty four, so it's a standard like print run kind of stuff. Sure, uh, that was that was kind of interesting. So it's been. 
a while since we recorded, like mm-hmm. a long while. I mean, more so than like, I don't know, whatever our last break was, we had like a, like holidays and stuff, but um, we didn't record Labor Day and it's now Wednesday, so we're a couple days late even on this, mm-hmm. on this recording. It's been a while, but um, for us at least. Yeah. Uh, and last last How? week, last week, for our listeners, Gen Con episode came out, which is pro- that's kind of it was a little announced, but it's it, I'm sure it dropped, and our listeners got to are coming back from actually not hearing us also for a while, right? Well, I mean, I mean, we were we were on the Gen Con episode. Well, you, you I was barely on the Gen Con dying, episode, but right. yeah, yeah, I, I have a hard time listening to that because it doesn't even sound like the, the same guy or what I'm talking about but that was quite quite a, a week um but yeah so the the for, for our normal show even our listeners have been been a little bit while so we're we're glad to be back i'm glad to be back we've got a lot to talk about here tonight so i guess we should jump right into a couple things um which we start with let's yeah let's catch up on some well stuff. well why don't we start since since it's been two and a half weeks since we recorded how about we start out with some good times <laughs> Good times. How, how about you go first on some good <laughs> some good times? Mine's been up and all down. right. Um, so in the last two weeks, um, I drove down to Bloomington. That's about four hours, and from there I went on to I stayed there the night with uh, at Mike's place, and then another five hours south to um, outskirts of Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, stayed with my family there Labor Day weekend. And for the remainder of the week, I worked uh, there during the week. And then Friday went from there east to Asheville, North Carolina, which is about a five-hour drive. Met up with some friends of mine, a birthday party. We went to a bunch of breweries. We went on a hike, which is not my normal thing. But uh, it was a little little bit of an adventure. It's something I used to do more. I just don't have a lot of opportunities. the past few years but um did that and then uh and then drove back undid all of those you know five (laughs) hours back to nashville yeah five hours back to bloomington four hours back to northern indiana where all that that's a ton of Um, so so all of that was was a good time you and i played some games Mm -hmm. us and and pat i played some games with uh with my family which maybe we'll circle back to but finally played that uh Hero Realms campaign, uh, Ruin of Thandar. Okay, and played some games with uh, with Trotsky and and them at Cardinal last uh, Monday, and got back home yesterday. So as as mentioned, exhausted, but uh, made it over the house yesterday to to keep the the house updates going. Uh, mowed my lawn, but um, I'm I'm fairly convinced that I will not need to spray paint on the walls on the second floor so mm-hmm. that is is freed up now to proceed with like outlets and ceiling fixture ceiling light fixtures um flooring uh window trim all all of that good stuff so um there's some 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 next steps that could be taken finally past the bulk of the painting there is still some some touch-up painting that i'll have to do with a brush or roller but should have uh, just, should have just used a great that. big giant like paint sprayer and Sprayed it all. Just, just, just turn around in big circles. Uh, splatter it. And call it. I call mean, it artistic. That's essentially. That's essentially what I did. But <laughs> um, you know, the, the the walls and the ceiling are not the same. So it was this whole 
this whole big thing. And of course, everything like the space has to be all emptied out and covered in plastic yeah. to do that without, you know, ruining your windows. And, uh, and I, you know, I didn't want to put flooring down or anything like that. So all of those other things were on hold until we moved past this p- spraying paint step. Right. Um, so, so you're finally, yeah, finally past good, it. Nice. Good. Uh, good. There's a good time status there. Uh, so uh, my good times, let's see, it's been, been a lot. It's the, it's the waning summer days. I, I, and uh, mm-hmm. as the time of this recording, we have something like nine days left of summer and, um, I am holding on to every okay. bit of it as I can, as much as I can. I, uh, love the summer. I oh. dread the winter. The fall is good, you're, but you're one of those. Yes. I mean, I love the summer. And mainly I love the light. I love the green and the color and the light. Um, so here in Indiana, we get, it gets dark pretty bad with like hardly any hours of daylight. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I don't ever look forward to, to that. And, um, that's a long way to say is that I got to like last weekend, I got to do some, uh, some good times with a friend of mine. Um, my friend Shelly and her daughter, we went, went out with Sydney to, uh, there's a, a lake around here called Lake Griffey. And went went canoeing on the boat. It took they have boat rentals and stuff, and we oh, took a canoeing nice. and we went out on the lake and uh, just. I mean, the kids the kids are are kids. Uh, uh, my friend's daughter's seven, and and uh, Sydney is twelve, and they get along well. But when you're all four of us on a boat in a small thing, it can get pretty heated quickly, you know, with kids. But um, it was really fun. Oh yeah, I guess I guess they're they're young enough to do that. It's funny, I. I did a very similar thing when I was um, when I was about eleven or twelve. We did yeah. it two years in a row. Uh, my dad and one of his friends, I guess they at the time would have been like in their mid thirties. Yeah. Um, and and I and my friend, who was the other, you know, two dads and two sons, mm-hmm. um, went up to uh, a place called the Boundary Waters. Okay. In uh, in Minnesota, okay, it's a series of it's a series of lakes and rivers uh, all along the Minnesota Canada border up there. Okay, and it's fairly rustic camping. You like load all your stuff into a canoe, and then you go out and you take what they call portages. It's like a trail between lakes, and uh, set up camp and fish. And we did that for a week in ninety three and ninety four. Wow, that sounds that would have been pretty fun. Actually, but yeah, like I was, I was eleven and twelve, and and my buddy was like eight or nine, nine or ten, something like that. Um, and so all four of us fit in one canoe. Like it rode a little low sometimes, but uh, yeah, yeah. The the that's kind of how it was here. We were we were we were fine with it, but the it was because of so many the all four of us in there. Like if someone leaned too far to the left, I could feel that I had to really <laughs> lean over there because they were going to tip the boat, and that's all I needed. Is yeah, the, canoes the like that water. anyway. But you get it, you get it full of people, right? Not, so, but but it was fun. That that's the bad thing of it. But it was fun. It's it's, it's a nice, beautiful day. Still summer, not too hot. Um, nice weekend day to do it on, and then you know you get out there and sure. it's just quiet and it's peaceful, um, and the wind's blowing. It was, it's such, such a nice thing. And it was, it's, I don't, I don't get to do that enough. I know that I can find a lot of peace, you know, in nature when I go on hikes or, sure. or something like that. And, and with kids, it's often very difficult to even, even not nature to find that kind of a peace, but it, <laughs> it was there. Um, 
so that was something that we had a really good time doing. And then you, you have the whole Dairy Queen afterwards and, and have a, a great time, kind nice. of a family type type setting thing. It's really it's really good. It does, does my soul good to have that kind of thing. Another good times thing that I got to do quick. This is a short one, but worth worth saying for our listeners is that um, our buddy mm-hmm. Trotsky, his parents, which are basically kind of like my parents, they were that close. I call <laughs> I call his mom mom. Um, and they just last weekend celebrated their 60th wedding anniversary, 60 years. Yeah, I heard about that. That's, uh, that's impressive. I, I, it is. I mean, it's not without hard times and things that they've gone through that have not been really difficult for them as no, a couple or course, whatever. They, they definitely have had their, their low relationship times, but 60 years they, they were able to make it through. And that's, that is, um, worth noting to people, anyone out there and saying, you know, it's not that it only can be done. It's just that they had made it happen and they, they work through it and it's really awesome. 60 years, man, 60 yeah. years. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, I was, I was just a young kid when they celebrated their 30th wedding anniversary. Right. Right. My, my wedding, my marriage made it 15 years. So <laughs> it's only a quarter of that. Oh, crazy. I mean, 15 is still a, Still decent. You you got you got past the seven year itch twice. Twice, right? Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. <laughs> right, uh, right. Yeah. Um. So that well, that's good good times for for all good things all around relationships and yeah family times and yeah. Things like so that. Uh, I I do have I do have a, a small confession. Mm-hmm. Well, not really confession because I I was not entirely prepared for this though. Uh, we did have two and a half weeks, but uh, I did not finish our uh, our challenge series our. Um, Netflix challenge. Uh, ne- Netflix challenge. Although this this series that we chose is a a USA original, just happens to be on Netflix. Right. Uh, so so let's get into that. Year. Let's get into our Netflix challenge. I know that you texted me and said that uh, that you watched all of it. Um, I did. I at that point had seen three, intending to see four. It was hard because like I was visiting people and so i'm like well <laughs> now that everybody else has gone to bed let me bust out my ipad and watch one episode of this and try to stay awake right you, you kept sending me that the the uh the stare emoji like the what is it the stare down when i'd say that i finished it or it's, I, I'm, I'm like episode eight <laughs> and you're seven and you're and you're like it's, right um, it's the like it's the flat like before before emojis we used to represent that with dash underscore dash Right, it's probably my most used emoji, just like <laughs> flat stare, uh, right. uh, kind of thing. Because I, because I messaged you, and I was like, I was like, so how much of this did you watch? And you're like, oh, I watched all of it. And I'm like, son of a, yeah, okay. Uh, so I watched. Um, as of as of last night, I've seen six of the eight episodes. Okay, uh, so, so no spoilers for the it's, end. It's gonna be hard. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to to talk about this without spoilers. And I, I will do my very best uh, because I think a lot happens in seven and eight. Uh, so I could talk generally about this show. Um, so this okay. is this is the called the Center. It's with Jessica Biel and Bill Pullman. Um, it yep. The, the, the one of the reasons why I had watched all of it was mainly because of the two weeks time that we had. Um, but realistically, sure. I actually watched it in a week's time. Um, it, it is. Uh, you, were, you were not driving all over the, yes. the the South and the Midwest. You were at home with right. nothing to do. And, yes. Well, I ha- I did have things to do. I just had I just had the. Uh, you know uh, what I mean. Relatively right. speaking. Yes, I couldn't be driving and watching. Um, no, with this one, I was. Um, st- I'd start it like at 
10 or 11 at night thinking I'm going to watch one and I'd, I'd be three in the morning and I'd be watching, you know, one. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, and it was fairly compelling. It like is. I, I started like most of the time I was starting an episode at like one, one thirty two in the morning. So like mm-hmm. it wasn't even feasible for me to watch more than one. Yes. Uh, but well, the, so yeah. like I said, it's got, it's a, it's a um, crime drama. Is that how you would describe it? A crime drama? Uh, where it's sure, so psychological crime thriller. Yes. Right. Um, so it starts off really strong in the very first episode, setting everything up really well. Um, I'd like to say, I kind of want to, let's, let's take this approach. I want to say some of the good things and then some things I, I didn't like about it. Um, I liked right. the pacing really well. And that's the reason why I think I was able to go through it so good is that it didn't have a lot of doldrums. It, there wasn't episodes where like, man, I could have just not watched the last two episodes and been fine. I mean, I think of Stranger Things like that. There's a lot of Stranger Things where, you know, two or three episodes just don't need to be there. Or uh, mm. any of the Marvel Netflix shows, like, okay, this is going to need to be 13 episodes. It could have been eight, you know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really common in a full-length, like, 24-episode show. Uh, this show was only eight episodes. So most of the time, the when you make an eight-episode series, like, it's pretty, it's pretty packed, like... We watched Godless, which I think was around the same length, and it 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 kind of felt like it was maybe a couple hours too long. Yeah, yeah, and and this it was one not quite enough story. When when I when I first started watching it, in the first like two episodes, maybe my first inclination was that this is going to be too long. It's going to be slow, and and the reason I said mm. that is because it feels like this is something that could have just been hit in the editor's box, and they could have just made it into a normal movie for an hour and a half, two hours, and that's all it really needs. And they're just going to drag this stuff out, but sure, it, it didn't because again of the pacing. I think that's the credit to the writers and probably the director. Yeah. It's that at every Every bit of information was revealed in its proper time. Every episode, you felt like you got more important information. You definitely did. You were never left feeling that, oh, this is just more. This is, they're just stringing me along. No, they gave me stuff every episode. Something happened, and it was important. Um, so that made me feel really good. Or, or big things happening, like when her saying she's guilty or... Um, you know, the judge coming and putting the, the ruling down on her. And you're like, whoa, this is already happening. It's happening so quickly and everything's going through. And so the pacing was great. Well, um, yeah, the, it's, yeah. It's, it's a weird sort of um, weird sort of thing. Like usually the, the standard format for this is like, like, like the myriad television shows. There are like a hundred of them. Mm-hmm. And they always start with you as the audience see the crime happening and you get some information about that crime, and then the rest of the episode is a is your your standard like detective investigation story as the detective finds the person that you know did it. Yes, but in this series, like everybody knows as soon as it happens, and so the thing that seems like the the main crime is. Maybe, maybe not like there's, there's a bunch of other stuff going on because it's no, it's, it's not them trying to find out who it's them trying to find out why, why? Yeah. And Bill Pullman, the detective, which is is an interesting, which is an interesting twist on the, on the detective genre. Yeah. He, he said, oh, it was him or the other police officers were like, we just don't have the motive. 
That's we have everything that we've got a confession. We've got it all. We just don't mm-hmm. have the motive. And, and some people said right. we don't need a motive. We've got a confession. There's no reason for it. And then Bill Pullman just mm-hmm. wasn't satisfied with that answer and needed to go find a motive because none of it made sense. Which that's what it was. And and it is interesting to think that like that whole the whole show, it's not the the crime that happened. It that matter. It does matter. It's a big thing. But and you and you haven't even seen the last two episodes. It, it does tie back into it a lot, a lot more in the last two episodes. Yeah, I assume that it does. It does. Um, that in ways that you didn't necessarily expect it to do, um, which is another good thing. It, it does twists and turns. It's it, because it's psychological. Things mm-hmm. happen, and and that even the characters that are that are in the show don't know or don't understand, and they're learning it themselves. And so they have the same kind of reveal, just like the the, the viewers do. It, it feels like, oh, this is what happened. And when you and when they figure find it out, it's kind of like the people in the in the show also figure figured it out or remember it. And they're like, oh man, yeah. this is starting to come together. So the characters are feeling what you're feeling, which is a, a novel, interesting kind of type way it does it. It's working backwards almost. Um, so that's true right. to, again to the detective type thing where they have to kind of work backwards from things and piece things together and um, and then the the director does great jobs by throwing you little bones here and there just let's say like she has memory problems and uh, you don't know she has memory problems at first but you still and she doesn't know she has memory problems uh, just like someone yeah, who has a, memory problems wouldn't know you know it's a little it's a little bit of a storytelling gimmick but I assume that somewhere in these last two hours I haven't seen yet that we get an explanation of why, because at, at the point I'm at in the story, there are like two to three big like questions or threads that are not yet tied together. Yeah. Um, they, they definitely tie everything together really well. I mean, right. So the, the ending said, is um, whatever you think it might be. I liked it. So sure. Sure. So you said you had, you said you had pros and cons. Okay, yeah. So the pros was the the, the script writing and the directors. I thought Jessica Biel was great. Um, I am not a fan of Hollywood um, men or women who are in it for just their looks. Like they're you know they they have this person is a role. I'm trying to think of the girl from Fantastic Four um, who was. Uh, miss the other jessica jessica alba jessica alba yeah jessica alba is the same thing no acting ability whatsoever uh just a just a pretty face <laughs> i you know and there are so many male actors that are the same way they're just that's just what they are and that's all you want to see um so it's nice to, to be able to see that like some of these that for me aren't for me like that, that person is uh for me that person is natalie portman natalie portman yes right sure sure um although pe- although i didn't watch black swan some people would maybe say otherwise um I didn't watch Black Swan. No, I might have watched that. I just Are you uh, sure that was her she, and not she, Keira Knightley? Nope, that's her. And she won an award okay. for it. So um but anyway, she I think Keira Knightley's Knightley's the same way. I don't think she's all that great. She was good at, at like a uh, uh, friend for the end of the world, I think or something like it was called, but that that was okay. Um but anyway Yeah, and she did the new Pride and Prejudice. I think she's better than Anna Portman. But anyway, we're in the world. Right, right. So what, so anyway, Jessica Beale, I felt was up into this point, I couldn't think of anything that was um a good Jessica Biel show. Um, I, a friend of mine had said that uh, the illusionist, she was good in that one, but I can't remember if she said that was good. But um, so this one was, I was like expecting to see another Jessica Biel type thing. Uh, but no, she was great that they, they make a point and maybe she took this role. Actually, I think she had writing or producing credits in she, this. She's at least a producer. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, so it may be have a lot more to do with her. It's like she doesn't have makeup on. She's in prison most of the, the whole show. Um, and she's not that right. role. And and the, her family life isn't where she's supposed to look all nice and pretty and sexy. She's just very plain and normal person. Uh, and she gets to have her acting. Now, she did have a ton of times where she's constantly crying, understandably. Uh, <laughs> sure. But but uh, a, she was good. I was really happy with that. Uh, Bill Pullman was, was uh, satisfactory. He had a huge fuzzy beard, which made me forget that it was Bill Pullman in a good way, uh, because this, he does have. This his is completely symptoms. different from everything else that I've seen him do. Yes, which I think I think of him mostly from a movie that my parents have watched a million times uh, called "While You Were Sleeping" with Sandra mm-hmm. Bullock. Yep, uh, where it's just a he's just a classic rom com leading man. Yeah, and of course uh, Independence Day. Independence Day, Spaceballs was mine. Or he was in Casper. He, oh, oh, th- uh, there's also there's also Spaceballs, but he yeah. he would not go quietly into the night. Into the night, yeah. Uh, so he he does, and he's 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 okay. He, I would say he was just okay, um, but because of his big bushy beard in this one, I felt that he was. Uh, it, I didn't see that same Bill Pullman mannerisms that he has on his face, and he was good. So he he serviced the role. Um, that'll lead me into my cons of this show is that um, <clears throat> Bill Pullman's whole personal storyline was skippable. It it doesn't hmm. <clears throat> it's <clears throat> excuse me it, it doesn't have any bearing on on the thing. You can argue, oh well, it just gives you flavor of him, uh, but not not really. You don't need it. You could have been cut if it was a movie. It would have hit the cutting room floor easily. And um, I will tell you, in the last two episodes, they don't resolve any more of it. So it's just, it is what it is, you know? And, and it was, sometimes it was 10 minutes of me just like, oh, okay, I'm fast forwarding through this. I don't even care. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so what did you think so far? What's your opinion on, on how this is playing out so far? Um, I mean, I've, I've said some of it in the process of me cutting you off in the middle of your pros and cons. Um, yeah, the, um, it's interesting how the pilot is almost completely without exposition. Like, I mean, it's not, well, I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of exposition. Like, there's no verbal expo- exposition. You just get pictures and vignettes of uh, this character in her life. And it feels very, like, claustrophobic, stifling, whatever. You get all of those emotional impressions without any kind of explanation. It's just... Here's her and her husband and her husband's parents and her their sort of little conversations that it all feels generally normal, but a little bit tense, a little bit, as I said, claustrophobic. And then this thing happens like it builds up to it with the typical suspense kind of music. But you're like, wow, that I was not expecting that. I was Um, not expecting it at all. And then and then goes on from there to be, you know. All, all the things we talked about this is kind of uh um cerebral sort of little little clues like you just get a little bit at a time um i'm a little i don't know if disappointed is even r- the right word but i guess disappointed that bill pullman's personal his character's personal arc ends up being fairly irrelevant i mean i can see the value of it in sort of making the story about more than just the character of Cora and yeah. to a lesser extent, the story of her 
family, her her childhood family, and her husband, who feels like a pretty bland character. Yeah, um, he has. He has. He's, he's fairly one note. He has. He has moments so far, anyway. Right, he has moments, but because I think you've probably already seen where he goes up to try to take the gun and try to kill somebody, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's probably his high point for that character. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, the oh, but I liked you know I I I liked Jessica Biel. She was her acting uh, was great in all of this. The the story of her childhood, you know, felt a little bit to me like I'm I don't have a lot of patience for the tropey kind of evil religious characters and yeah. evil is the wrong word. The like, uh, I don't, I don't know what gentler word I want to use than asshole. No, um, you're right. Which is, it, it's one of the things that one of the many things that I appreciate about, uh, the Firefly franchise is that the religious character in that is a, a generous, you know, interesting character right and not just a judgmental you know a-hole yeah yeah that that Um, that that the whole thing with her with her parents with that religious thing it it didn't get too preachy but it's almost a little eye-rolling as soon as it starts coming on the screen you know what i mean well it's yeah and it's and it's frustrating it's like a you know her mother is like a nurse ratchet kind of character where yeah. you're like, this is this is a character written to be hateable, which is kind of boring, but it's really not not so much of the point. It's some, you know, as I, again, I haven't finished it yet, so I don't know. But it's some context to her, uh, the character of Korra, and also, um, also for her relationship with her sister, mm-hmm. um, which really took a took a turn that I did not expect. Um all of that was was fairly interesting, very uh, um, compelling. Yeah, the the, yeah, uh, uh, the the mom. I was going to say when you when you were saying that was that the mom actress did a good job because you don't you do genuinely hate this woman. I mean, it's a strong <laughs> word to say, but the, but if there was anyone like that in real life, you'd want to you know lock the, them up. Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure there are people like that in in the real world. But uh, sure, I um, mean they're. Six billion people, seven billion people. Yeah, know. right, right. So, so she that that is a good thing. And and you know what? After you kind of see the whole thing, you realize that for this to have happened in the very first, what happened in the very first episode, you know what? That to to take the stance of what they take, you have to have been in that situation with the parent like that. You know, what I mean mm. that that's something that causes the kind of damage long term in your entire life that could do that. Yeah. So so, yeah. while I think do kind of eye roll it, it's kind of central to the whole point of the whole show is that you you're you're in a situation with someone who is like that, or a, let's say it was a David Koresh or you know any of the cult leaders that might be out there, that, you know mm-hmm. they're gonna it's gonna scar you so badly that your entire life could lead to what happened in that first episode, you know. Um, so that's yeah. that that was good. It was okay, um, and she did a good job with that, but. Yeah. So, uh, would you would you to wrap this little bit up here? Would you recommend people to watch this one? Um, I think I would have to see the ending before okay. I can really say that's true. Um, which which I will. I just have not yet. 
Yeah, what, what that actually says a little bit about it, right? The, the fact that that you're six in and you will, you do feel like you are gonna, you are gonna finish this thing. I know that when I watched uh, Disenchanted, I was like four or five episodes in. I'm like, I really don't want to watch the rest of this. So, <laughs> you know, the the that says at least a little bit that it's entertaining you so far. Um, right. Yeah. Cool. All right. So this next time we've got our next challenge. Let's move into that that one. The it's my turn, right? Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? We're back. To, that was yep. that center was center, that was a good one, Dennis. Good pick on that one. I, I would not have picked that one. I think it would have passed it up. But uh, I mean, I I had just heard about it on another podcast. It had been in my Netflix uh, uh, queue. That's not called a queue anymore. It'd been in my Netflix my, my list, list for right. like like a year, six months, or something. Yeah. And, uh, well, that, that was that was a good call. Like I said, it's not that's not one that I would have watched. Um, but I'm I'm kind of glad that I did. And you just needed to to sit down with it and, mm-hmm. and watch it. But uh, this this one that I want to do is going back to kind of what we had said. Hell, some of these things we've we've planned for a while because we said we have to do X, Y, or Z. I want to watch Unbreakable. Right. Um because this has been our queue for a while that I've wanted us to, to catch up on. We got to do Ghostbusters on my last one and this time Unbreakable Glass. Glass is the movie coming out. Unbreakable. And it's the it's the They love it. You're right. The sequel to Unbreakable and Split, which I've not seen Split. Um but it all starts with Unbreakable. And you've not seen that one, right? With um, with the girl from the office, Ellie Kemper. I don't remember. I don't know that. That's um, that's oh, okay. All right. (laughs) Um, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. I I didn't think. No, you're talking about the Bruce Willis and, uh, um, Haley Joel. No, you're, that's the wrong one. That's, uh, I see dead people. Uh, the, the, the unbreakable is the one with Bruce Willis. Yes. But he, and it is an M night Shyamalan movie, but he's, uh, I can't give it away without talking about it because it's kind of the, the central to the thing. Okay, no, that's that's fine. I know I know some some stuff about it because it's like twenty years old now. Right. But, uh, the kid is not in it. I thought there is a kid in it, but it's a different kid. Was yeah. it, it's a different. It's child a different child. It, it, I will say it's uh, it's got it's, some slow. It's a slow movie, so just prepared for that. It, granted, it's not like eight hours of watching, but okay. it's it's a slow one that takes a while, and it has it has some very very um, like pacing is like oh my gosh, this is just a sad slow slog um but then hits its points when it where it mm. needs to hit which is important how it does it um so yeah watch that watch that one that okay. would be our way back challenge is it is it on is it on something i don't know we may actually have to rent this one because I, <sighs> I gotta give money to the man <laughs> to the man yeah okay. this this will be our netflix that's, way that's back fine. challenge yeah so that it's way back or not even for, netflix for, just for all i know somebody Andrew or somebody has it on that has so it. So you should look, try to look it up for free first, um, anywhere. But but that, that's one we have to watch because at some point we're going to watch we're going to want to watch Glass and review that one. So uh, good movie, I like it. It's one that I one that I first bought. Um, it's it came out right around the the beginning of the whole superhero genre thing. So the Marvel Cinematic Universe was not a thing. Yeah, when this came like out. around the time when we just had like. Uh, um, X Men and maybe early days of uh, Spider Man. Um, Spider Man. What? Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, uh, Prince of Persia is what you think? Was, 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 
No, the first Spider-Man. Jake he was Gyllenhaal. not Jake Gyllenhaal. That was I was I was just Toby McGuire. That's all. Toby McGuire was the first one. Oh man, Jake Gyllenhaal. Those are the same guy. They're, They're like, not the uh, same guy. You know, it's like, it's like um, it's like Matthew McConaughey and Bradley Cooper. Uh, okay, like those guy. two I could maybe see that, but Jake Gyllenhaal, Seth Rogen, and Jonah Hill. Oh God. Okay, th- yeah, th- there's another good one. Jeez, <laughs> 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 all right. Let me let me let me let me think of some more. I don't, uh, no, I don't, I don't think I more. those are those are that was bad. Okay, uh, all right. So that that's that's uh, that's our our way back challenge. We we can watch that one. Um, it'll be good. I like I like yep. that one. Yeah. So I saw a uh, I saw a trailer for a thing last uh-huh. week, and um, I wanted to ask you about it because you're the you're the comic book oh, guy. Okay, all right. Uh, have you heard of DC Universe? Just DC Universe, not uh, DC UO or DC EU or DC ABC XYZ. Um. Right, exactly. Uh, the 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 acronyms I'm using refer to. Um, DC Universe Online, the uh, massively multiplayer <laughs> the online. The MMORPG. <laughs> the MMORPG, the Memorpreter. <laughs> or uh, DCEU, d- the DC Extended Universe series of mostly terrible films. <laughs> right. Um, no, just DC Universe and not like the generic term for like Justice um, League and stuff. Yes, I have. Just a little With bit. all that preamble. Just a little bit. It's... um. As I understand it, it's uh, it's DC's run at um, a streaming service. Yeah, which is weird, right? Like, it, yeah, it's weird. They, I, you'd think they don't have enough content, but when I sat down and thought I mean, about it, maybe you would you would know better than yeah, I. Yeah. So, um, DC has put out for many years some really good animated, like direct to DVD or direct to digital now. Uh, Shows, movies, yeah, they they really and, have, and apparently, uh, apparently, Marvel has done the same. Though, well, whatever, with, I was going to say we could circle. Yeah, back say to that, with with less I success. Was staying... they're, they're, right, they're, they're, they're right. not a, they're not um, as good at it. I was uh, so I was staying with family in in Tennessee, and my sister and brother in law live down there, and they have uh, four kids, and their oldest, my oldest niece, is. Uh, is 13 she's gonna be 14 this year and and she goes she goes hey dennis what do you think after um avengers 4 who do you think the next big marvel villain is gonna be and as i've said many many times on the show i'm not a comic reader so i'm like uh you know i had seen somebody was watching the first guardians of the galaxy and so i'm like uh maybe something with those uh krill or um and she said, she said the scrawl <laughs> yeah. and the some of those names that I, I, I mostly know from legendary or something, um, is my, my knowledge base is actually broader on DC from playing the injustice series of games because so, so then I just have a bunch of name drops But <laughs> in Marvel. I'm like, I'm like, I have no idea who any Marvel villains are like. Magneto like are they going to bring X-Men back like that's that's all I've got I'm like I have no idea and but they watched a series of cartoons called um uh shoot what are they called Earth's Finest Heroes that that sounds right yep yep it's a it's an Avengers 
cartoon yep, series. Yep. And so later they were watching it, and then I then I did the little bit of like just just uh, real quick, you mixed Marvel and DC right there. Uh, Earth's finest is DC, and Avengers is Marvel. Um, no, this is definitely Avengers, and it had a subtitle like. There's um, Earth's Mightiest. Earth's, it, that might yeah. be it. Earth's yeah, Mightiest. Yeah, uh, our, our buddy Fox. Uh, I can't imagine how that. I would get those two titles confused. <laughs> That's right. Our They're buddy so Fox different. just recently but, recommended uh, me to watch that. He says it's actually a really good uh, show to watch. It's Earth's Mightiest. Avengers Earth's, Earth's Mightiest. I, I, had, I had a fun time popping in when they were in the middle of it and like pretending I didn't know what who stuff was. I was like, is that uh, – who is that? Bumblebee? <laughs> it was Wasp. The, the – so yeah, Earth's finest fun, fun is what, it's funny because Earth's finest is um, uh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Arrow, and Black Canary. Those are so those are um, that's just a, a DC super. It's like is that like most of the Justice League minus yes, Cyborg exactly. Or it's 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 what it is, and they're and they're like a, yes, I, I didn't read any of it, but that's what they are. Um, the Got it. Yeah, you know. That anyway, I, I I got you. I got you off of the DC right. thing. So DC has a lot of um, lesser known, or not not even necessarily lesser known. Probably the most well known to me as a comic ignorant person um, is the classic early '90s Batman animated series. Yeah, and that, that's a. Uh, that's a good example to kind of jump point to understand that even all the way up to current DC stuff is that they had the, the, um, it was just called Batman. It was just called Batman. Was it the dark Knight or something? I can't remember that, that series back in the nineties was, it was, it was just Batman, just Batman or it's often just called Batman, the animated, animated series. series. Right. Uh, that's what it was. Maybe, maybe to distinguish it from Adam West. Right. Batman. I actually think it was titled Batman, the animated Television series show. because right after that, they came out with Superman, the animated series. Um, and those were all quality cartoons of the nineties. And then, uh, but DC never stopped making them quality. Whatever house that they have making their, their cartoons, they came out later on with, uh, the justice league, which was really, really good on Cartoon Network. And then they had Justice League Unlimited, which is also phenomenal. Uh, and all of their all of their direct-to-DVD to movies have been top tier. Like, they have taken their comic books and made them animated movies. Um, all of the, the Wonder Woman things, the Aquaman stuff, uh, Supergirl had her whole, whole series. You can go into the any uh, kind of bargain bin stuff in walmart and buy one of these dc movies and you will like it it's actually they're all really good so um i mean i even will periodically red box one because i'll see something come on like oh this is a a comic book story that they i never really read because it was dc but i you know i've heard about it so and it's almost frame for frame like the comic book series was so anyway they have that large library of those which are top tier um, they have their movies that we've all been seeing. They have some of their old stuff, like you can see the old Wonder Woman TV series, the Batman TV series, you know, uh, from the 60s. Um, and they have, they're actually going to put new content I've heard on there. Like I know they're, the only thing that I really heard about was they're, they're doing a live action Teen Titans, um, a la like Runaways or The Gifted that Marvel does or Cloak and Dagger. Um, but it's going to be like a hard R it's, you know, they murder and kill people, Robin and all them. Uh, so anyway, it's, 
they're, they're going to do some new content. And then the biggest thing that will also add to your subscription, whatever that might be, is that you have access to digital comics for DC. Um, so if you are interested in maybe reading some comic book series, but you don't want to pay, go to the thing and buy old comics, you can get, you know, all your DC, you can read stuff, you can watch cartoons, you can watch movies and all in one spot for one monthly fee. I don't think as long as their price point's low, I guess it's okay. I mean, Marvel pays, charges $10 for their, um, their Marvel unlimited uh, if you get their digital, their digital comic books. So if they, if it's $10 and you get all this stuff, okay, I can see that. Um, at first I was adverse, didn't think they'd have enough content, but no, I think they're good. Yeah. And, and I don't know what all the subscription is going to entail. Um, they seem to be, uh, trying to follow the model of, um, a CBS all access where they have or maybe will have at some point an exclusive. Um, from what I've seen, uh, the only thing that I that I know for sure they're going to put on there is the Batman animated series uh, remastered, yeah. which well, I, means, means we can see we can see the origin of Harley Quinn in HD. HD will, will be great. right. Yeah, right. I, for I, for I whatever think... reason, for whatever reason, I like that character. The, aside from her being kind of funny and. And the only good thing about the Suicide Squad movie, um, <laughs> right, the, right, the idea of that like character becoming kind of not like sort of insane, but not quite. It's it's a very Gotham Batman kind it, of. Story. It is. It, she fits right in well with it. Um, yeah, I, I will say the the key to understanding this DC universe model that they're even putting out to make it seem like it's a thing that can work is that marvel does have i think it's like 12 dollars a month they are and have been for several years running uh, marvel unlimited for 12 bucks a month and it's basically you get comic book access um a curated list of not the most recent comic books but right you know let's say six month old comic books and before and a huge lot back library so dc has just got to put that out which they it shows on their list here of that's going to be what you get access to as well. So if you oh, get that, so it'll be like a, like an Amazon Prime kind of situation. Exactly, so that's like, what it is. You get this it's like and this. Pay and us, this. pay us ten dollars a month to get digital access to our back catalog, and also, by the way, log it in on your uh, your your preferred Apple, not Apple, your prefer- preferred TV viewing dingus and uh yep. and also and also watch the old classic uh batman and, and whatnot exactly exactly that's ex- that's a good that's a really good way to put it the amazon prime thing so now it'll remain to be seen how any of these things how good any of these are like if there's enough old batman and superman car- cartoons to watch to justify it or if they put new content enough out um All right but if they have a good enough back reading catalog and you're a comic book fan of dc depending on their price point 10 bucks a month 12 bucks a month is competitively fair you know it really is yeah yeah that's two comic books or one comic yeah two comic books so right right you know that's, so that's worth it i, wanna, so I, I, I wanted like to talk yeah yeah i'm excited to see what whether they where they do that i mean i love netflix but 
you know, I'm all for competition in the market. For um, sure. For sure. I mean, not that Netflix, I mean, the reason Netflix is top of the stack is because it's an insane value. Like, yes, for sure. literally insane, <laughs> you yes. know, compared to whatever, like the, the cheapest, crappiest cable is like $20 a month. And that's yes. like no DVR, watch stuff as it's on with a bunch of crappy commercials and all that stuff. Like $10, and you know, it started at seven and I think Netflix is up to like $10 now, but I'm like, there's so much stuff on Netflix. Like, why would you not? have it i mean we looked at the statistics i don't think we talked about this on the air but we we looked at them before uh, two weeks ago when we talked about um disney play or whatever they're going to call it um and the numbers are like one netflix subscription for every six uh u.s every sixth person in the u.s for every six people right um because it's just four people watch that you know right yeah that one like, subscription like four or five you know like per household and and stuff like that but it's like yeah like it doesn't even compare to to anything else like unless maybe it's like early days of xbox live i don't know what that costs now it's like 50 dollars a year and if you play a lot of online games or whatever but um, right just in the in the yeah. entertainment in the straight up viewing entertainment space i mean amazon amazon prime is it's sort of free because you pay for Amazon Prime for the shipping deal. Yeah. Not for the streaming. And so the stream the streaming is like icing on that. But they're also always trying to sell a bunch of other stuff that's not on Prime. So it's a it's a completely different model. But anyway, we, we talked about streaming yeah. services at length. Uh, oh, and I, I, I should clarify this real quick, by the way. This is only okay. $8 a month. This is eight dollars a month. Whoa. That's that's I know that's enough. Whoa, right there. Like that's, you that's just two, you just mentioned that that's yeah. two visits to Starbucks if you're if you're reasonable and like one. Oh no no no! I, one of those weirdos getting like all the extra right. shots and yes, in mine six. I put soy in mine, so it's like six dollars, a dollar, two dollars more, and I've got a monthly subscription to this DC. Man, thing, you so. don't you don't want all that estrogen. <laughs> you're terrible <laughs> the the it's horrible uh well so no this 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 is eight this is worth it eight bucks is worth it sure for sure it's it's a it's a comic book and a half it depends on um, how good the ipad app is right oh for sure right or, right. or, or if or i even cast phone it. if it's got the i think the marvel i had marvel unlimited for a minute and it i think it had the like the phone viewing mode where it would like automatically slide you from panel to panel as you as you mm. swiped, which is kind of cool. I have a, I got a new phone, two three weeks ago. Um, it's just the the iPhone eight, so the screen is a little bit bigger, um, and that might be might be something I would do. I've tried to get into comics a couple times, and I've just I don't know. I right. I don't read as much as I used to in general, and it's right. But well, like if if phone, you buy a year subscription, it even goes down to like almost six bucks. A month. Mm. That's how so, they get you. Yeah, I mean, dude, that, it's <laughs> totally. I, I, I gotta say, after after NFL season comes through, I'm I, I'm probably gonna get rid of my uh, YouTube TV, which is it's a great great service. I love it, but I, I don't watch it enough, um, mm. except for football. And right. once that's over, I'm probably I probably I'll pick this up. I'll pick it up and and give it a try at least for a month because I want to yeah, watch yeah. like 
Linda Carter in HD remade. So that's going to be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I'm not going to lie. When I was a kid, man, I had the hots for Linda Carter. So Wonder Woman was oh, it. For a minute, I thought I knew the name of the woman that played uh, Supergirl, original Supergirl. Oh, yeah. Gonna, she, you know, she plays Supergirl's mom on the new series. Oh, that's weird. Oh, no. It, if you haven't seen it, the the Supergirl's mom in the new series is Supergirl, the actress. And her dad is, I think his name's Dean Kane. It's the guy that's... Uh, that Dean Kane is a Sup- name I recognize. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's his real... I can't remember if that's the right name. I'm putting the name wrong. But it's the guy that played Superman in Lois and Clark, the, the TV series. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it, so that's her dad. So that's a show I never got into, but I always thought that... Um, who is that? Terry Hatcher? Yeah. Right. Yes. She was, she was, yeah, she was, she's good. She's just, yeah, there was a couple years before my time. Not, I, I, yeah. And I, I never watched almost any of it, but that guy is, that guy is the dad of Supergirl, the new one. So in the new, I've only watched one season of the Supergirl one. It's very CW. Um, but, um, I saw the first two episodes and like halfway through the second episode, I was bored and looking at my phone. And so I was like, this must not be very good. Yeah, that's Which that's basically what, super, what like it is. snap judgment. But, you know, I watched three seasons of Fla- of Arrow and half a season of Flash. And I was like, I just those CW shows have to really grab me to be worth some of them are good, sure. but, but sure. most of them are, are just the same kind of stuff. Yeah, it, well, it's, a, it's, it's another one of those. I wanted oh. to. um I wanted to talk about a game that I played this past week that we talked about a few months ago when you played it, um, mm-hmm. and that is the Hero Realms, I think I even said this earlier in the show, the Hero Realms uh, cooperative campaign module, uh, Ruin of Thandar. Oh, yeah. Um, I got that I got that yeah. at Gen Con. Uh, cool Stuff, Inc. had it on sale. Part of my initial reluctance with that entire um, um, package is that um, I played Star Realms. Trotsky got it, and then I bought it, and I loved the mechanics and the idea of it, but I could never get one person to play a card game duel magic-style thing with. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I have a bunch of Star Realms cards that have been played once or twice. And I played... I think I saw the Kickstarter before I played it, but then I played Hero Realms with Trotsky, and I was like, I like, for whatever reason, like, I love the the fantasy theme better than sci-fi. Maybe it's just like a magic card thing. Maybe it's like generic, generic fantasy is more interesting to me than generic sci-fi. I don't know. No, Um, I'm I'm on board with that. I I like, I like, I like star realms, but I like hero realms better for that. But all the reasons you just said, I, I saw the Kickstarter and I was like, Oh, okay. So star realms, but it also is fantasy and also has, a co-op campaign and that was like early in the days where i was like maybe what i really want is just a bunch of co-op games but the the kickstarter tier to get like the base game the character packs and the the um campaign expansion was it was something like eighty dollars was it like really i don't think it was that much i mean it it was at least 70 and so i thought i I paid 20 bucks for all the characters well because you bought it at Gen Con at, on right, at right. okay, thing, you're right, or yeah. discounted. Like the original full Kickstarter price was, it was like twice as much as as Legendary for half as many cards. And I'm oh, generalizing wow. all those numbers. Like I put it into a spreadsheet once and figured out the the price per card. And obviously, um, I think it's called White Wizard Games is not a big company, and so they're probably paying a little more for manufacturing. The cards are very high quality, and 
it's not really fair to compare it to a game made by Upper Deck, which is a company that has been making cards for like 50 years, uh, you know, and has all right. the has all the infrastructure and they're slightly cheaper cards in their in their game, you know, put right, on sleeves right. or whatever. But so, anyway, so did you did you like this? You, you did you play all the way through it or did you like go through the campaign? We did. Um, we we played we beat the first. So it's. It's three scenarios, but they're not they're not necessary. I mean, they feel like there are choices, but it really just kind of funnels you to the final encounter, which has a few ways it can go. Uh, so it has sort of a choose your own adventure thing, but you're all you, I think you fight this the same final boss regardless. Um, just maybe some stuff changes depending on which choice you make in the middle. Right. Um, right. And it's it's so it's basically three um, scenarios. Uh, it's one one campaign, three scenarios, whatever words you want to use. Right. To well, there, that. there's a few things, if I'm not mistaken. Like earlier on, you can go left or right, and then so you only play three scenarios, but there's actually like six or seven different ones. Uh, but yeah, the, I think you're. I think right at the end there, you funnel back to one or two choices. At like the, end. the 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 final boss, I think, is the same regardless of which choice you make for scenario two. But then yeah. she has four different. It's a two phase fight, and the second phase has four different options that right. are they're sort of random. You know, it depends on what happens in the first half. Uh, how many right. cards pull over? Um, I I didn't love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, my I, I, I had a couple of big complaints. You know, people online said that it's very random. If people yeah. people use RNG as a synonym for random now, but it's yeah. cards. There's no actual random number generator. It's not a video game. Um, right. <clears throat> you are playing from a market, just like Ascension, just like Legendary. And it's a it's your standard deck builder. So if you start out with one of the things this game does, just a side sideboard sideboard here. Um, one of the things this game does that I like, by contrast to Ascension or Legendary, is that there is a lot more variation in the starting deck. Um, instead of your standard, you know, six spending cards and four attacking cards. Um, you know, there are a couple that are a two or whatever. Um, and so there's some, there's some interesting variation there. See, uh, I didn't, I, I didn't feel when I, or hero realms or the campaign is that, that it was enough of a difference. I thought they were minor differences. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's an interesting thing, but if you're, if you're playing one verse one, you have access to the same market. So if you start out with a slow market, you both have a slow market and it's just, whatever um but in this game like you're playing against the the boss and the boss doesn't really need the market like the boss will attack you just as hard whether you've gotten cards you could buy or whether you had wasted turns like it it doesn't matter and um there were a few things about it that so there were things about it that i could see being like difficult challenges that you could get with a little more cooperation and a little more, I'm going to say self-discipline. Yeah. Um, those are things. So just to start out with the, with the positives, those are things like it feels very, very important that the players 
specialize their colors for synergies. That's um, that's that's just a typical Star Realm slash Hero Realms thing, though, right? Or yeah, but it's it's more important when you're like we played three player. When you're three player against the boss, like it's it felt really important. By the time we had played it like three or four times, I'm like, it doesn't matter if I only have one coin left to spend. I should not take the only, I should not take a green when I don't have any green. Yeah, and one of my other players has has green like it's better for me to waste that coin than to than to prevent that synergy from from happening right and it took a long time for us to for us to really get that so that's a that's a case where like you get better at it as you play and it's a skill it's a skill yeah. thing um but so many of the mechanics and and i don't know if it's if it's that much worse than like the way the Lord of the Rings LCG works, because there are definitely elements in that where you're like, oh, if if you're not prepared for this boss to come up, like it's basically over. Right. Um, this game has that, but you have no control over how you build. Like you can only build based on what's available in the market. So you, unlike Lord of the Rings, like you cannot stack your deck for um, whatever the encounter is. Yeah. On top of that, there were there were several cards. Uh, the worst offender to me is in is in scenario two. There is a card where if you have shuffled the boss deck and you draw that card, the boss escapes. It's a card right. that makes that. you lose. You draw that card and you lose. Right. That's like just the laziest game design. <laughs> right. That I think I've ever seen. Now I, I will uh, say I think that I've I, I could be wrong, but there's a that's an optional that's an option. Like there's the story that goes, I believe you. There's a guy that runs away, and you have the option of chasing him down or not chasing him down, or going after someone else. And we chose the one you did, where it puts that random timer in, which is completely terrible. But you mm-hmm. could have chosen another way to go that didn't even have that at all. You were the, you weren't the chase. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, it's been so long, but, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but, so but you're right. Was, that one was terrible. That was that thing. And then there were certain cards that if you draw them, go right in front of your area and, um, there's no way to get rid of them until the boss draws a red. Or if you play something that cost five, which is, it's such an arbitrary condition when you can't. Yeah. You, you have so little control. It just felt like a bunch of randomness. So the the chronicle of how our adventure went is we played the first scenario. And I think it was kind of close, but we beat it. Uh, maybe one of us not got knocked out. And then we did the second one. We failed the first time. And then we played it a second time and just ignored the escape when it popped up and it was... And it was, uh, um, you know. Well, then you can't uh, lose it. You can't. Applicable. Then you can't lose. You could still, you could still die. Like the boss does a ton of damage. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. Okay, I remember that. Right. It was just we're not going to die to this stupid timer. Right. Um, that makes. Sense. I mean, the t- the timer is you dying. Like I, I didn't think I didn't feel like we needed another like, lol, you lose card. Right. Um, and. Also, for context, we played 
as I understand it, with like the easiest options. Um, okay. Where you oh, do yeah, one full that, round. That was a hard game because even the 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 you, you do one yeah. full round with no boss cards, no boss turn, and then you also leave the mastery cards out until you shuffle the deck once. Yes, and so the, you boss, have the a boss can't it. level up. Like you get all this extra time, you get a whole free round at the beginning, and we still like lost. And then we did we did scenario three once and failed it. And then I went to Asheville and came back and um it was my brother in law, Phil and I and my dad, the first three games, and then mom and dad then went home, so Andrew filled in that character and we did the third scenario and Andrew and I both died and then Phil finished it on his own. Um, I don't know for sure if he was doing all the rules right because I stopped paying attention. Like I was too yeah, you're annoyed. Like, um, yeah, I'm done with that. But he, you know, because he had the whole market to himself and it was one, one turn per turn, like he had more control over the board and that kind of stuff and was able, and he was playing the cleric so he could self heal and just kind of um, slowly whittle away at the, at the final boss. Um, but yeah, I mean, in general, just one of those, like, you know, I mean, I am not, I don't have a super high tolerance for failure. Right, <laughs> and that like, this game has a lot of it's going to make you we, play we, it over and over again. Too. We've talked about that in video games, where I'm like, you know, I I see where this is, and I I see what this is, and I see how somebody who plays it a lot, who develops the skill to be good at it, can appreciate the challenge. Um, but I I do too much of too many things to go to devote that much energy. To something that is a game right right that's right. not that's not you know something concrete something you, you real something some, something that has value or merit to somebody outside of you know that that sphere like you know i can i can make a really nice bookshelf and somebody with no carpentry skills can be impressed by it yeah. um if i spend hundreds and hundreds of hours to whatever beat um um ninja gaiden like nobody who's not a video game player is going to even understand what that means yeah and so you know that's that's how i rationalize that kind of stuff and just in general there there has to be there has to be enough satisfaction in the victory to balance out the frustration of losing you know, yeah, that's, and, and, that's and that, ultimately a lot of what, times you'd feel like, oh, I just happened to get the right cards. It wasn't necessarily that you skillfully did something. Yeah, it's just like you got some lucky rolls and whatever. And that's to me where this where this game lands. I'm like, it's hard, but it doesn't feel hard in a way that can be overcome by like skill and cooperation. It's yeah. hard in a way that can be overcome by luck. Yeah, which, it, it, uh, most of that game, bec- when you're not doing PV, well, heck, most of that game is is. Oh, did did cards randomly come out of the deck into the marketplace? And on your mm-hmm. turn, that you happen to have good enough money that randomly, yeah, it was a lot of random. Um, I, I will say my little quick additions to to the that is as it pertains to the ruins of Thandar actual campaign thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
while I like hero realms and I like the the character classes, I I've said this just a minute ago that I don't think that their differences make them starkly, you know, big. The game is still centered around the marketplace and building your own deck. The cards mm. you get at the beginning are still very weak, and some of them. Uh, are useless like for example if you're playing the rogue you get these um or the ranger if you played an arrow which you only get like three of or something in your very starting deck um are they good to play otherwise if you don't get another arrow uh, it's a useless card that's actually a detriment it's kind of like having a weakness in your deck so the more mm. cards you have in your deck from just playing the game the more these these arrows became come detriments to your deck so playing a class sure. is actually a bad thing um, the healer the same way. It's like, oh, I'd like to have an extra heal myself for one hit point, but now that the card doesn't come up once every 17 turns, it's not that big of a deal. Um, sure. So I thought that the campaign would improve that because you're supposed to be able to get cards and you know modify your decks and grow in power and get things, but you don't get enough of them. There's only three, ad- three scenario or adventures, wherever they're called, in this first campaign and you barely get enough to do anything and it's supposedly so that they can keep putting expansions out and you can keep growing and get more and more powerful but it's been over a year now and they still don't have they only just started the kickstarter for the second one so yeah 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 so that's what i was gonna say like maybe you know the the first um the second and third quests in the core set for the lotr lcg uh, mm-hmm. The third one in particular are notoriously difficult. Um, the The third one, I think, is still to date the hardest quest in the entire game. It's been out like seven years. Yeah. Um, and so there might be a little bit of like tuning involved there. I don't know. You I don't know, know. I'm going to I'm going to, you know, put the game away and maybe. Yeah. Come, come Gen Con next year, I might see what people are selling them for if I want to just unload it or just wait and see if they do any better on their next uh I mean I do have a right, game called the, Eon's yeah. End that's a that's a cooperative deck builder so how many cooperative deck builders yeah do you need? right you don't need that that many the, and, and this one if they had come if I had come back to Gen Con this year and saw oh man they've got three other expansions and now I can go b- or to that campaign mm-hmm, and I can mm-hmm. buy all these extra stories and instead of just having the three that I bought in that initial one I can have 12. Oh, okay, so that's cool. I'll buy the the big box set for all of them or something. But no, they're still on three. Um, that's that's a huge huge thing to say. It's like buying Gloomhaven, um, that comes with ninety eight different scenarios for stories. But you buy Gloomhaven and it only comes with three. No, you need to have all ninety eight to make it a fun game. You can't just have three and say, well, in a year and a half we'll have another three mm-hmm, for you. Mm-hmm. When it's you need to have ninety eight, uh, it's a little bit George R. R. Martin. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's that's that. That's how I feel about Ruins of Thandor. It's it was just it could have been better. It could have been better. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I was going to say, and you, I'm I'm glad you brought up Gloomhaven, is I think that there's a certain amount of like Gloomhaven has kind of ruined other games for me. Not all other <laughs> games, but some games. I'm like, so many things about that game are just so well thought out, so well designed that when I when I play some other games, I'm like, oh, you did not, like, I don't know. You just didn't, you didn't play test it enough or you didn't think it through. Like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of work involved in publishing a game. And like, you, you didn't have any, you didn't have people play test this and go, 
hey man, this is too hard, and not in a way that's a challenge, but just it's just random f you hard. Like, well, that game in on. particular, they just I don't think they listened. I remember when we sat at Gen Con the two years ago or something, uh, you and I sat down and played it. And we, our initial thing was like, whoa, this is way too hard. And all yeah. it is is going to be based on random, what random cards happen to come out if I die or not, whether we beat the boss. And the feedback from the developer right in front of us who was playing it was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to be hard. It, we were giving him feedback as like, <laughs> dude, this is not going to be fun. And he's and like, it, no, w- we went this way. And maybe, yeah. it's, maybe it's one of those things like the LOTR uh, Wizards Quest where yeah. it's like, Okay, if you've played the heck out of the normal mode dueling, you know, Star Realms, Hero Realms uh, uh, system, and now you you and your buddy want to team up to, you know, fight against a boss, and you know all the synergies and stuff, and we're trying to pick it up, you know, having yeah. barely played or whatever, and there's just no learning curve. It's like you either you either know what you're doing and you win, or you don't and you lose, and that's... Yeah, but even with that game, you're, you're, but, we, we've said this several times now, is that there isn't, you can't it's too much RNG there. Even if you yeah. played it a billion times every day and in the more and more I played star realms when I was playing it on the iPad was that like, it's just random. I, I you know, did I get a swarm card out that's I can afford? Nope. <laughs> there's, there's, they're all seven costs or whatever. You know, it's just, it was too random. Yeah. There, there yeah. was not a lot of skill in, in, involved in that. That's a, that's some of the problems with these, with these deck builders are that, that randomness. Um, so yeah. yeah, the one yeah. just to just to kind of end it on a in this in this conversation on a little a little bit of a positive note. I thought that the the storytelling was was pretty good. I mean, it's a little bit generic fantasy, but in the same way as like the story that I've seen so far in Gloomhaven is, it's like yeah, there's this and you chase her down and she's some, like it's a straightforward story. Um, yeah, but it's but it's not bad in the world of board game lore right yeah in the uh in the time we have left i wanted to talk about and there's not a not a ton to say about this but um something that i'd heard i'd heard in the context of video games on one podcast and in the context of movies on another podcast um the idea of and it's not a new concept by any means um the idea of spoilers and expectations Hmm. Obviously, I talk a lot about expectations on the show. I think that um, specifically moderating them, moderate moderating them because, <laughs> um, you know, it, basically a a long, complicated way of saying that hype can ruin stuff, right? Like, sure. uh, season one, um, um, Westworld was very good, and right. so when season two was approaching. We're like, oh man, season two. I bet it's going to be even more amazing. Right, and it it wasn't bad, but it was it was just okay. Yeah. Um, where you know, going into season one of Westworld, I knew nothing. Like the only thing I knew about this show was that there is a player piano thing playing uh, covers of of like Radiohead songs. Yeah. And uh, the not all Radiohead, but a, a couple of them are. And uh, and so it was just fresh. No, you know no information at uh, whatsoever and um uh the the guy in the in the game it's basically the same the same sentiment for a video game and for a movie uh these two these two different people um said that if they knew 
if they knew they were going to play something. I think one guy was talking about uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. And another guy was talking about a movie. I don't, I don't think he was even talking about a specific movie. He's like, if it's something I know I'm going to see, if it's, you know, the next Marvel movie or the next Star Wars movie, and there's no, there's no question, like, you're going to watch it regardless, um, they will actively try to avoid not just spoilers, but, like, trailers, gameplay videos. Yeah. Uh, any of that kind of stuff because they don't want to go into the experience biased or i, I wish i wish i had bias that kind is, of a, is a negative word yeah bias is a negative word for uh certain expectations but it's right. especially in the world of trailers because a trailer so often like i can't tell you how many times i watch a trailer for something and i go I'm pretty sure I just saw the whole movie. Like, you know, I saw all the ninety percent of the time trailers aren't made by I the directors. The whole, I saw the whole story arc, um, and now I probably don't even have to watch that movie. Yeah, like, like seriously, a lot of most trailers aren't made by directors, and the directors only see it later, and they'll be like, they'll see like the final cut or yeah, after it's, it's like already the, gone out. The studio or the or the production company ships off a bunch of footage to, uh, you know, another team that. That puts together a trailer and yeah i mean i think we've talked about uh trailers before on the show but. yeah but you, you the the stranger things is one of the things for me with that is that and and also um sure um, yeah. the last jedi was a, a big one there too because you see a trailer i'm i'm not i don't have the the willpower to not see some of my favorite things trailers. <laughs> so, you know, when they came out with Infinity War, I wanted to eat up every trailer and watch it four times. Right. Um, but the in the Marvel ones have been really, really good. But ser- I mean, with not spoiling things, but the, the the Last Jedi trailers were probably better than the movies, and they didn't have anything to do with the movies, which was good and bad, I guess. But it made it. The trailer was the big trailers for the Last Jedi. Hyped you, since we're talking about hype and expectations, hyped you for what felt like what they were trying to tell you. Like, this is going to be a, you know, balance of the force movie between light and dark um, and rays in the middle. And she's going to learn from Luke these things. And but th- and it sounded really, really cool and got you hy- got me hyped up for that kind of a thing. And it was mm-hmm. nothing like that at all. It was nothing at all. You know, it had I'm nothing actually, to do with that. I mean, we've we've spent so much time. We spent so much time talking about that movie. <laughs> sorry, um, sorry, wait, sorry. No, Listen, no. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not chiding you or anything like that. I'm right. just trying to say that I don't remember what was in those trailers. Yeah, um, that, that that they they showed a lot of of uh, Luke's over over uh, his speech. You know, what do you see there? And she sees, I see the light. And what else is there? There's the dark. And oh, in the middle, yeah. there's now, balance. Now that and, you're saying that, I remember. There's like, like she, yeah. You get the sense that like. She has a plan. She wants to, and and the line, uh, "This isn't going to go the way that you think." Yes, right, uh, exactly. You know, and, and they they show several scenes with um, Kylo and and her. They're like, "Oh, he's the light. She or she's the light. He's the dark. There's got to be somewhere in the middle." It was just this whole narrative of what this movie is going to be like, um, and what you were going to see, and then you watch the movie, and it has nothing to do with that at all. Um, and yeah, so and Luke was a different character than what you thought he was going to be in the in the trailers. Ray right. was not, and yeah. 
So anyway, that was uh, that's something that hyped up an expectation falsely. It was a good trailer, but just was different. Right? So just to just to sort of throw a, a a philosophical philosophical is a strong word, but to throw a philosophical wrench in this entire conversation, um, not just this 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 conversation. Um, I read an article years ago um, that was sort of in defense of spoilers okay. and the it's it was like part article and part just like study um, and they did some kind of study where they had a group of people watch a movie and then poll them afterward and then took a second group of people and spoiled it like gave them gave them a, the basic plot outline or something and then had them watch it and then it was either either the spoiled audience was more satisfied or at least as satisfied as the audience with, with no spoil, which is like, I understand the complete opposite of the argument that I started this conversation with. That's what I said, uh, throw a wrench in it. But you're it's, saying you're saying that they shouldn't moderate their expectations. They should they should be well, spoiled or it's yeah. What and and what it really comes down to is a sense of. Um, it's like watching the movie that you've read the book already. Yeah. Although not, not, that's not a one-to-one, but that's sort of a thing. Like I know that, um, and this is, this goes the other way around, but when I was a teenager and maybe even, it might've been like early twenties, um, I had a much easier time reading uh, Pride and Prejudice after I had seen the movie because yeah, I did that with Lord of the, the Rings the movie gave me the overarching plot and so I knew already the big picture of what was going on yes and so I could read through and get and appreciate all the small details because I didn't have to try and hunt hunt out which of those are important and what What's happening? Why are they here? And the thing, because I already knew that, which is, you know, a different sort of thing, but it's, um, it's sort of the, the counter argument to the surprise ending. Yeah. Right? I, it's, I, it's like, if you're watching a, well, I mean, take it back to where we started the show talking about the, the, the U- USA series, the center, like we already know what happened. Now the series is going to show us why. Or if you already know how a movie ends, just like um, like a historic fiction, like Titanic yeah. or right. something. Like, you know that the boat is going to sink. The movie is just about what happens in the middle. Like, there's no... There were, there was, there were no, like, spoiler warnings for Titanic... Yeah, Unless they, it was all go down about boat. that stuff right. in the middle, like, like, hey, if you somehow don't know what the Titanic is, maybe just Google it before you go see this movie. I mean, it right? Wasn't Google when what, that movie what, came um, out, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I do, and and I I totally agree with the the book thing. I think that if if you watch a if you're there's a book and a movie, go watch the movie first and then read the book. Um, I, Sydney's going to start reading Ready Player One, and she saw the movie several times. And I think that'll only be more fun for her to read 
because she understands and can get a visual idea of some things, right? Um, or know kind of where things are going and just be enhanced by those extra things, like you're saying, all the details that are much more in books than they are in things. But if you go the other way around where you read the, the books and then go watch a movie, you're getting considerably less. Everything feels dumbed down and you're missing things and it's, you don't get everything. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but trailers, I, I get the, the idea that if, in the defense of spoilers, I, I don't want to be spoiled. I, I wouldn't say that I would want to do that, but I can tell you this. If somebody comes to me and says, um, you should watch this movie um, it's a love story about X, Y, or Z. And in the end they die, but they're all very happy through it. And it's an, it's a story about, <laughs> it's a story about their journey through life. I could yeah. be, I could be on board with like, okay, I know they're going to die and, um, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy what this is as opposed to if no one told me, and then I watch a whole movie and it's the story of the life. And at the end they tragically die in a car accident. I could be like, Oh, you know, very disappointed in because my expectations of what's going to happen and what actually happens, which is the director or the screenwriters are two different, totally things that can be disappointing. Right. You know, but if you know some things, my, my grandma is notorious for this. She will get angry at the beginning of a movie. If you don't tell her what's going to happen. I mean, really angry. She'd be like, oh. I'm not watching this show unless you tell me. Yeah. Yeah. That takes me back to, uh, watching, um, Apollo 13, with uh, my parents. Yeah. And that movie came out in the 90s, mid 90s, 90, yeah. 94, 95. Uh, and my mom, because it was like 95, my mom is like pulling out the encyclopedia to read up on what happened. <laughs> right. Because right. like, they didn't remember off the top of their heads. Like, Well, now I know where you get the, the IMDB things from. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I admit that every time. <laughs> right, like, right. Like, what movie is this from? I got distracted earlier because I was looking at IMDB uh, trying to find the exact title of the Batman animated series. And there's yeah. some new show that has um, the girl, uh, uh, Olivia Cook, who was in Ready Player One. But I saw her in that banner ad on, on IMDb, and I was like, who is that girl? She looks familiar. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, just spo to... Spoilers, the, spoilers. I, I get it. I get what you're saying my, with that. My one, my one recent example of that sort of thing is, uh, is Infinity War, because we talked about Infinity War, and I guess this is a spoiler if you're listening to the show and have somehow not seen Infinity War yet, but um, you had said before the movie came out and before we saw it you either you or or our buddy fox geek scholar fox had said that um you expected by the end of this movie he would have the gauntlet and he would wipe out half of earth's population yeah and that is you know apparently the main the main event in the in the comic book story yeah. and that's how it goes so as i was watching the movie I was like, okay, well, that's probably what he, what he's going to get to maybe in this movie, maybe in the next, but yeah, how does it happen and what are the little stories in between? Or even, like, these are Marvel movies. They're not, you know, procedural detective dramas or, you know, Academy Award Best Picture nominees. Like, you don't even really have to be thinking about it that hard. You're just... yeah kind of along for the ride um and 
in that respect, like all the, all the spoiler is doing is like maybe you have that moment while you're watching it, or maybe you have it earlier, or even if you know it's coming, it can still be emotionally impactful. Yes. Um. So I don't know. Yeah the the it, it, you're right. I, it's make that's actually making me think about what my stance on on spoilers and 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 I hmm it's it's really good food for thought because I I would always up into now just just now talking about it I would have been huge anti spoiler anti trailer not anti because I love the trailers but envious of the people who never watch anything and go into something blind but I think that that just leads to still leads to much easier disappointment in ruining your childhood, you know what I mean? Quote unquote for things, uh, as opposed to if you know, going into it that, you know, Luke is, is going to die and he is going to be a crotchety old man that is, you know, uh, disillusioned with the force and Ray has to set him straight. Um, and she has starts to have a connection with, you know, Kylo. If you know those things, Okay, and that there's like a whole side quest thing where Finn and Rose go on this trip that's not really important to pay attention to. You know, if if you knew that, you'd be like, okay, I don't need to worry about this. Preachy, yeah, all of right. that stuff. But if you like, if you knew that, right? If if somebody laid that all out to you, you would have still seen Star Wars. Oh yeah, I still would have saw it. As right. Matter of fact, I may have enjoyed it better. <laughs> right? Because yeah, I would have just yeah. known what, what it was. Just, just like. Uh, uh, manage manage the expectations a little bit. Yes, man. I man- manage this well. I I wouldn't have the thing. That's the thing is, it's not managing the expectations. It's that I wouldn't have the expectations that I did. Right, right. You would have you would have not expected it to be as good or better than Force Awakens or Solo, not Solo, uh, uh, Rogue One. But you would have said this is better than Phantom Menace. Yes, right. And uh, I, I would have known yeah. known it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> keep cool. that keep keep the bar way down there. All right. All right, man. I think that'll I think that'll do it. We'll put that we'll put that one in the books cuz that that's actually you got me thinking differently on something that I might have to <laughs> talk to some other people about and work through with it. But I I yeah. Yeah. This is a good one. Good good show, man. Awesome, man. Good. <laughs> good good times. Happy to be a guest on yeah the show. next week we'll have our regular host on david will be back and we'll get him going and next time you should come on we'll have to have david like uh be on the show actually you know show up for a first time for his actual gig but <laughs> i'll give him a hard time for you don't no, no problem okay so, sounds good all right well you have been listening to the front porch this is episode 55 um, if you would like to leave us feedback, questions, comments, topic ideas, you can email us at frontporchpod at gmail.com. I really hope that that is the right email address. Or you can go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com. We got contact forms there, all that good stuff. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We are also on Spotify. Uh, and while you're on any of those places, if you leave us a review, that helps us out a lot. Special thanks, as always, to our good friends over at Geek Scholars Movie News. If you like movies and you want to get all the news and updates in a very uh, uh, concise format that, that is often also entertaining. It's always mm-hmm. entertaining. I'm not, I don't know why I said often. <laughs> uh, check them out, uh, Geek Scholars Movie News. And until good next guys. time, 
I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the front porch. Night, everybody. Good night, guys. Thank you.